Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. This is the famous story of the road to Emmaus. So listen, and may it be God's word for you today. We pick up the story on that first Easter afternoon. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some of our women, the women of our group, astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who had said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he was going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread. He blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Well, good morning once again. It is so great to be with you and to see you all here today. Hi to those, again, worshiping with us online on Facebook Live or on YouTube. And for those of you who are here in person, um, help me out. We have a kind of a call and response. Let's see if you remember it. God is good? All All the time. time. All the time. God is good. That's his nature. Wow. (laughs) I love the last part. We are giving thanks to God today for um, so many good gifts in our lives, especially on a day where we're installing Pastor Erica and recognizing her ministry here among us. We're thankful to God today for the resurrection new life that springs up in us in these days and weeks after the Easter, uh, Easter day. We're thankful to be able to gather here this morning to hear God's word for us, to be in fellowship together, to be equipped and sent out to live our lives as God's people in the world. 
So I want to tell you something about this scripture passage that we just read here at the end of Luke from the the Road to Emmaus story. It is so famous, isn't it? It is so powerful. There is so much in there, so much packed in. There There are unlimited messages and sermons that you could hear from this text. But as I was told this last week, there is a fine line between a long sermon and a hostage situation. So for today, I want to just focus on one aspect of this story. I won't talk all about how Jesus was risen from the dead on Easter in Jerusalem, and yet these two disciples are not in Jerusalem. They are going the other way, out to a a different uh, direction, and how maybe some of us act like that sometimes. But I won't won't talk about those, those three most heartbreaking words in all of human existence, we had hoped and the ways that they had hoped so much in Jesus and what he might do and mean for them. I won't won't make the tie-in to his being at the table with them and the way that they recognized him in the breaking of the bread. I won't bring it back to our communion here at the table where we share communion, where we meet Jesus himself. I won't even mention that Emmaus is 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 a town or a village that you won't find on any map. We don't know where or if it was, so it could be anywhere. It, It could be here. I won't preach any of those sermons today. I saw a story in the San Jose Mercury News that said that there was a lottery Powerball ticket worth $1.5 million that was sold at a gas station down the road in Los Gatos. Did you see that? It was sold in October, and apparently time is about to run out because it was never claimed. So the article said that whoever bought this ticket has until tomorrow, April 24th, to go and pick up their prize. And if I'm talking to you today, run, don't walk, and you'll get that prize. And remember to tithe to your church on your winnings. (laughs) Have you heard that phrase before, run, don't walk? We usually hear it like in ad campaigns. There's a special deal or a sale. Run, don't walk, or you will miss out. Hurry, or you'll miss out on something good. But unlike this common idea that we need to hurry in order to get the best deal or a sale or our lottery winnings, or else we'll miss out, when it comes to the Christian faith, Jesus models something very different. It's almost exactly the reverse. Instead, he says, don't hurry. Don't move too fast. Don't hustle or rush or run ahead. As Dallas Willard has reminded us, hurry is the great enemy of the spiritual life. In 1979, a Japanese theologian named Kosuke Koyama published a book that was entitled The Three-Mile-An-Hour God. And this book was based on his observation that God came into the world in Jesus Christ and moved at about three miles an hour. That's how fast most people walk. Jesus walked everywhere he went. And even in his day, that was a fairly slow means of travel. Think about this. At his peak, Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt could sprint an amazing 27 miles an hour. Do you remember that guy? Even just an average marathon runner runs about six miles an hour. I was trying to calculate how fast that would make me, but I didn't, it was too depressing, so I let, I let it be. <laughs> so the three-mile-an-hour God, which is a walking pace, is pretty slow. This is what Kosuke Koyama writes in his book. He says, love has its speed. It is a spiritual speed. It is a different kind of speed from the technological speed to which we are accustomed. It goes on in the depth of our life, whether we notice it or not, at three miles an hour. It is the speed we walk 
and therefore the speed the love of God walks. God's love, God's presence, God's peace, God's way with us is slow. So instead of hurry or you'll miss it, Jesus comes and lives, he teaches, he walks, he loves in a long, ongoing, slow-down way. Jesus is not in a hurry. Maybe Ferris Bueller had it right when he said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. So the one point, the one point I want to make with you today about this story from uh, the road to Emmaus is that these two disciples here are walking along pretty slowly, just about three miles an hour. And they have a lot going on in their lives. They've experienced loss, disappointment, fear, uncertainty, worry, discouragement. Anyone here ever felt any of those kind of things? And as they walk along, Jesus comes and walks with them. He doesn't run by and yell, hurry up or you'll miss it. He almost says the opposite, slow yourselves down. Let me walk with you. Let's talk, let's share, let's open up the scriptures and see what, what it reveals about God's work and purpose along the way. You know, there's a lot of really good ideas, and some of you know them already, for how to live out this slowed-down spirituality. People have a lot of practices that they follow. Maybe it's a daily walk or a devotional time. Maybe it's a, a prayer podcast or meditation. Some of you do breathing exercises or Christ-centered yoga or just sitting in silence in your car before you head into work or into the things of your day. You could probably add more to the list. You could read a book about it. You could Google it. But I want to suggest to you today the most important thing, the most important way that I have learned to live a slowed-down spirituality. Are you ready for it? This is a really three-mile-an-hour approach to a life with God, and you're doing it right now. It's the church. We're a faith community that is located in Silicon Valley, an area full of innovation and ideas, pushing the limits and pushing ourselves to excel and to succeed. The pace of life can feel really fast. And it turns out that the church is a really slow institution. <laughs> it is a slow way to learn the faith, to develop relationships of care, to understand the things of God and wh what it might mean for us. We often say when we invite people to be members of PCLG that it should be easy to become a member. It's easy to be a member because it's hard to be a disciple. In fact, it takes a lifetime. So I want to kind of remind you of something today. Even with all of its flaws and limitations, disappointments, controversies, great and small, the church, which is about gathering again in God's name in this way, it was God's idea. So don't blame Pastor Erica. <laughs> if the length of the journey seems long, that's okay because God moves with us when we move slow. And if you're willing to take this walk with Jesus, if you're up for a long obedience in the same direction, he will walk with you. Jesus himself will be in your midst. Christ, the risen Lord, will, wants to speak grace and truth into your life. And that is the slow work that God does. And this is the way it happens. A couple of months ago, we had a men's retreat here from our church, and um, we talked about this Road to Emmaus story. 
And um, during the retreat, we paired off two by two and went out for a long walk together just to talk and pray and share our lives. And I see a lot of the men from that retreat time here today. And out of that experience, uh, some of the guys wanted to keep it going, and so they scheduled this, this Bible study, this new Bible study called The Walk to Emmaus Continues. And it was for today. So just last night, we heard that uh, one of those leaders came back from a business trip with COVID. And so they couldn't meet because of COVID. But they didn't worry about it too much. They just said, oh, no problem. We'll schedule it for next week or another day soon. They didn't have to worry or hurry because as a church, we're on this long journey together. It's slow by design. So this is a word of grace for us from the scripture today. It tells us that God in Christ moves slowly, maybe just three miles an hour. It tells us to be open to walking with Jesus and with each other. And it tells us that there's no reason to stress or be burdened because the nature of the church, as God has set it up, is that we meet together again and 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 again. We meet together again and again, and it checks notes, again and again. This is how we're formed in our faith. It's not fast. It's probably not a one-time thing. But through our life together in Christ, we grow up more and more into the people that God intends for us to be. May it be so for you today. Amen.